Welcome to the Park Road Podcast for June 3rd, 2018. Today's podcast is a sermon given on Baccalaureate Sunday by Amy Jacks Dean, co-pastor with Russ Dean at Park Road Baptist Church. Her sermon today is entitled, A Guided Tour of an Abundant Life. is to get one of those self-guided headsets. We would each have our own little handheld player. We would stand in front, of, in front of whatever we were about to learn about and sync our recorded lesson with a three, two, one countdown. It made it fun. Then the voice in our ears would match up and we could head nod to each other when something really interesting was said, or roll our eyes at the boring parts and try to help the message go on. Invariably, one of the four of us would get out of sync. Okay, are we saying three, two, one, then press play, or are we saying three, two, one, press play on the one? You gotta get this right, it's a problem. If one person gets ahead, They get to the punchlines sooner than the rest of us, or they give a head nod of interested affirmation, leaving the rest of us in the dark for a whole two to three seconds before we find out what we have to learn. For their respective 18th birthdays, I took each son to New York City for a mother-son Big Apple celebration as a gift. We had a blast both times. One of the highlights with each trip was arriving at the Statue of Liberty in Ellis Island and seeing the headsets. And they were free, minus the plane ticket and food and lodging and all the tickets to get into all the things. But it was like they were children again and me, a young mother, trying to find a way to make vacation education fun. Without missing a beat, each son was taken back to a time from his childhood, grabbing the headset, standing in front of Lady Liberty, giving the three, two, one, play, because that is how it's supposed to be. And there we stood, listening to how many tons she weighed, and how long it took to construct her, and how tall her arm is to the tip of the torch, and how the rain and pollution and environmental circumstances have caused her to green over these many years. We stood there in the shadow of Lady Liberty and gave our obligatory nods at the interesting facts and shared the smiles in silence as the narrator told the funny stories. The best part for me was that this time we didn't have to fast forward through the duller parts because at 18 years old, each on the cusp of headed off to college, they were actually kind of interested in what they were learning. These self-guided tours are a great way to make educational opportunities a little more inviting. These self-guided tours are a great way to streamline the process and get more people through. These self-guided tours are very efficient. These self-guided tours are cost-effective. These self-guided tours are no way to make it through life. Graduates, 
It likely all started for you at home with your parents and your family, even extended family. And I'm reminded of that passage from 2 Timothy, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, to Timothy, my beloved child, grace, mercy, peace. I am grateful to God. And I am reminded of your sincere faith, a faith that first lived in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and now I'm sure lives in you. For this reason, I remind you to rekindle the gift of God that is within you, given to you by your mother and your grandmother. Graduates, something was kindled in you from an early part of your life that led you to this moment where this milestone of finishing high school coincides with graduating from the youth group of Park Road Baptist Church. Thank your parents and your grandparents and any of those who were a part of your raising. They did something. They said something. They provided something that led you to make church an important component, component in the growing up journey that you have been on. I know for a fact, because I know you, they do not bring you here kicking and screaming. You come on your own accord. But it was because they introduced you to it, and you owe them thanks for that. They were your first guides, your first mentors that encouraged you to be fully you and to explore all the ways to become all that God created you to be. There's a Lois, there's a Eunice, there's a Paul way back in your life that needs to know of your gratitude. Those opening lines from 2 Timothy come to some conclusion with this directive. Hold to the standard of sound teaching that you have heard from me in the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus and guard the good treasure entrusted to you with the help of the Holy Spirit living in us. From your beginning, your mentors in life and in learning and in faith were most, mostly family that tried to raise you right. Timothy got it from his mother, who got it from her mother, and Paul is reminding his friend and co-worker in the gospel, as I will remind you today, hold to the standard of sound teaching and guard the good treasure entrusted to you. But soon, your family realized that they needed help with you. They needed a village to guide you, and they chose a church community to assist them in bringing you up in the way of Jesus under the love of God. Supposedly those that rocked you in the nursery and those that taught your Sunday school class and those that led your vacation Bible school craft and games time and those that chaperoned all the trips. And what I mean by all the trips is all the trips. They have guided you to make all the right decisions and all the best choices. Think about all the sermons you've listened to. It brings joy to your heart, doesn't it? <laughs> and think about all the children's Sabbaths and youth Sundays that you have led yourselves. All of those experiences together have helped to guide you in the right path. 
And your job for these last years has been to grow in faith. And for that to happen, you have needed guides, mentors spread throughout your days of youth. The text that was read earlier from the Acts of the Apostles includes one of the classic examples of a mentor-mentee relationship, Philip and the unnamed Ethiopian eunuch. I never like it when biblical characters don't get a name. Everyone deserves a name. But this unnamed guy, likely an outcast by many, though he was appointed to the royal court as treasurer, he is traveling a wilderness road headed home from Jerusalem, and he's trying to make sense of the prophet Isaiah, because let's be honest, who doesn't need help understanding any prophet? Enter Philip, stage right, hearing a familiar word being read out loud, and he offers to help with the interpretation of the text. Well, he doesn't actually offer to help. He does what any good mentor does, he asked the guy a good question. Do you understand what you are reading? Hopefully one thing that we have been able to give you as a church family has been the gift of asking questions. Over and over and over again, please ask questions about God, about faith, do not be afraid to probe and wonder and question this mystery known as faith. Do you understand what you're reading? One of my most panicked feelings for my college days is how by the end of about the second day of class, I was so behind in the reading that I would never be able to catch up. Day two, do you understand what you're reading? But Philip asks the pertinent question, and our unnamed friend responds with another question, because he's smart like that. He learned it from his mentor. So he responds with the question, how can I understand unless someone guides me? And the rest of the story is history. Our friend is baptized right then and there because he took a guided tour of an abundant life. A mentor asks good questions, and a mentee returns the favor, and a relationship is developed, and their story is told over and over and over again for all time. Church, our job has been to mentor these young people and you do understand that for years and years and years out there in the future, that when one of these sitting before us today are in some small group setting somewhere and they are asked, who changed your life? Who impacted you for the better? Who challenged you to be your very best self? I hope you know that in those settings, years in the future, some of your names will be called Will Neelander, Rich and Laura Dower, Molly French, Sarah Grace Wilden, Liza Veo, Allie Bloom. 
They're going to call Park Road Baptist Church as someone from their past that changed their lives. And that story will have all the hallmarks of any good story where conversion happens and lives are changed and good news is told throughout the land, where blessing is bestowed and rejoicing is the soundtrack for life. For you see, this is how the story ends that we didn't read earlier. You didn't hear this part, but it's important, graduates, for you to hear this part of the end of that story. Then Philip began to speak when he said, how can I understand unless someone guides me? Philip began to speak and started with this scripture, and he proclaimed to him the good news about Jesus. And as they were going along the road, they came to some water. And the eunuch said, look, here's water. What's to prevent me from being baptized? And he commanded the chariot to stop, and both of them, Philip and the eunuch, went down into the water, and Philip baptized him. And when they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord snatched Philip away, and the eunuch saw him no more, and he went on his way rejoicing. You can't make that stuff up. <laughs> Graduation from high school, graduation from the youth group is a bit of a snatching, if you will. With diploma in hand and aging out of youth group, you will leave this safe haven of faith. Your mentors, family, church will be snatched away from your easy grasp. And all you will carry with you will be the memory of a relationship that has changed your life. Yes, you will still be in contact. Please, text your mama. <laughs> yes, you will be in contact. Please call Joey for any reason, at any time, <laughs> day or night. <laughs> But after today, nothing will be the same. And that is both bitter and sweet. As the text points out, our newly baptized friend, after his mentor had been snatched from him, he went on his way rejoicing. And, the, and church, the text says that Philip, as he was passing through the region, proclaimed the good news to all the towns. In other words, after being snatched away, he just kept doing what he was doing. And as these graduates leave us rejoicing, so shall those who remain here keep doing what we do. Yes, those self-guided headset tours are just not as meaningful and not as powerful and not as transformative as a guided tour of an abundant life. Your parents, your family, your church have served as your guides all along the way. You have learned from some of the very best. So may those who are leaving this place 
be on your way rejoicing. May those of us who remain here continue to proclaim the good news. So here you go, graduates. Three, two, one. Y'all are terrible at this. <laughs> Not just y'all, the room was supposed to do that. I, I've had to do my ending. This is the second time I've had to redo my ending. <laughs> are you ready? Your word is play, okay? Three, two, wait a minute, let me go back. Graduates. Three, two, one. Play. May it be so. Amen. We invite you to learn more about Park Road at parkroadbaptist.org. Park Road is a progressive faith community located in Charlotte, North Carolina, encouraging independent thought, community service, social justice, and interfaith understanding. Today's podcast was produced with production help from Hugh Ashcraft, Brian Smith, Bruce White, and Rich Dower. Our theme music was composed by Brandon Michael Williams. Thanks for listening today. Grace and peace to you.